Okay. This is so weird. I hope this actually works. I know. <laughs> Hopefully it's disturbed that you can just record phone calls because without someone knowing. No. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Yeah. That is that's, weird. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I'm like, who's recording me whenever I talk to them? Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wondering that. Right. Um anyways, I hope this works. Actually I really have no idea <laughs> know if it works until we're done. Mm-hmm. Can you anyway. hear it when we're done? Or does Rebecca Um, yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Um, yeah. I saw your HRV. So high. Yeah, Especially, how do you get your like, HRV that high? I have no idea. And it's honestly so surprising because I'm also on my period. So, like, you yeah. wouldn't think it's that high. Um, but what I have been doing is I've been lifting four times a week, and I keep it to 30 to 40 minutes per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been running anywhere from two to four times a week, depending on where I'm at in my cycle. Mm-hmm. And I take Reishi at night. Mm-hmm. I take two capsules, so that might be helping. Um, I've also increased my food since I started running. And oh, yeah. I don't know if that's just helping in general. I feel like my body just needs more food. I always forget that, like, I'm taller and I have, like, a lot more muscle mass. Like, when that happens, you need a lot of food, especially if you're working out a lot. Sometimes I forget that. Um, I started reading before bed. I don't really scroll on my phone anymore. Mm -hmm, It helps helps having a good book to read. But um, I don't know, maybe, like, the blue light, like, not having that is helping. Yeah, I also saw like HRV, I was reading their tips, which if you guys have no idea what HRV is, it's your heart rate variability. So we're measuring that on our aura rings. And it really gives you a good idea of like, basically how adaptive your nervous system is, like how fast you can recover and bounce back from things. And basically, you're doing pretty good if you're above like 60. But, like, Caitlin was mm-hmm. 145, so she's just at another level. Yeah, I have no idea. Usually, lately, it's been, like, 99 over 100 in my follicular and ovulatory phase. And then it's funny because, like, once I hit my luteal phase, it goes down to, like, the 50s. But also, this past luteal phase, I was hitting, like, 70s, 80s. And I was like, whoa, that's an improvement because usually it's yeah. in the 50s. You're just like, who so, am I? I know. I also, like, I don't know. I have a lot of neck tension. I've always gotten tension headaches in my neck and my shoulders. And about a month ago, my chiropractor switched me to this thing called a Denny roll. And I have been really consistent about that. And my neck and shoulders have both been so much less tight. And I know that a lot of, like, muscle tightness, especially in your neck and shoulder area, correlates with your nervous system and it totally affects your nervous system in a negative way when it's tight all the time so I don't know if like because I'm releasing a lot of that tension too like my nervous system is like wow thank you here's a high HRV for you yeah 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 um 
So I finally hit the 70s, like high 70s postpartum, and I thought I was just killing <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, but if I ever want to feel good about my HRV, I just don't ask you. <laughs> I know. I, like, contemplate. I was like, ooh, like, should I send this to her? She's going to be kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. It's okay, Seb, you'll get there. Seb's HRV is, like, consistently in the hundreds, and I'm just like, go away. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's such me, interesting information. It, it is, and it gives me something to strive for. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice an increase in HRV when I started running, too, so I wonder if that could be it. Maybe. I don't know if it's just, like, the cardio. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's good for your, I mean, it's good for your heart health, so there's that. Right. I also, um, I mean, I could see eating more being helpful, too. There was a, um, I was reading on Aura Ring's tips, and they said that, um, well, how did they phrase it? Oh, they said um, eating right before you go to bed can actually just affect your HRV because your body's not recovering and resting Mm. at nighttime. It's digesting food. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. uh, I guess I have been better about eating an earlier dinner, too. Yeah. maybe Now that you say that. Yeah. I need to, like, make a point, you know, of, like, drinking yeah. tea and chilling. Um, interesting. I got a, um, I got a pence mat. And oh, I've what's been that? Using it. So I got it from Therisage, um, which I just think is, so the episode that we did, I think it was earlier this week on biohacking with a budget. Yeah. I think it's so funny because I was literally talking about not wasting your money on all of these, you know, biohacking tools <laughs> when you don't have your basics in place, you know, because right. your biohacking tools are just a waste of money if you aren't, you know, they're not they're enough. not a replacement for your foundation. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the point I was trying to make, you know. So <clears throat> I think it's really important when you're doing your health journey, you know, to not just jump on all these biohacking things and think spending money on all these things is going to solve your issues, uh, which I think is very important. Oh, my gosh, my voice. But I also love all the biohacking tools, too. <laughs> they're um, fun. Well, they're fun to add. I feel like they're fun for us because we do have our foundation. Place. Whereas, like, yeah. if we if we were trying to just skip around the bush and do these instead of our foundations, we probably wouldn't be seeing as much from them or like as much positive yes. changes from them. Yeah, so I like it goes hand in hand with your foundations and these biohacking tools. Yeah, I agree. They support each other. They're not a replacement. Mm-hmm. And like, if you can't do biohacking tools like that's fine you are going to get way 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 more bang for doing your foundations yep um but anyways a pemp is a pulse electromagnetic field um that's what okay and so it's rehabilitation therapy that helps regenerate damaged injured cells 
Um, basically, oh. like supporting, like kind of like supporting your your body's ATP because it helps okay. um, heal on that cellular level. So, yeah. um, our bodies use electromagnetic signals to function. Like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like everybody maybe knows that. Maybe they don't. So you can use like a PEMF mat, like for improved blood flow, deeper sleep, um, reduction in pain, because like the one I got from Therasage, um, which they finally gave me a discount code, like finally. Oh, nice. Um, but they like improved mood, improved drainage, improved energy, and they have like all these different settings on it. So you like different frequencies depending um, or uh, which one you want to be doing. And I love doing PEMF one, which um, that one is for like deeper sleep and relaxation and um, delta waves basically is what it is. So okay, I like doing that one before bed. Um, and then I'll do number two as well, which is like lowers inflammation. And it comes like, I like the Therasage one because it comes with red light. And um, so that's really, really nice. So I will literally like turn on the red light, just lay on it. Or actually I sit on it while I'm doing any type of work that I need to do before bed. Do you feel anything? Well, I'm, no, you don't feel the pulsing. There is okay. like a, like you feel the red light, but um, right. it has a tens on it. I think that's how you say it. That's the, um, people use those in, in labor, but the, I'm going to say this wrong. It's like the transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. Okay. It helps with pain relief. And so you can put like that on, like they have the tens, tens pads like they have the adhesive pads and you can put it like, let's say your back is hurting or your neck is hurting. You can put it on and you can like run the tens um, as you're doing it as well, because it really, really is good for like pain relief. Interesting. Like muscular pain, nerve pain, any kind yeah. of pain. Yeah. Cause it just uses okay. electrical impulses to, um, it kind of like floods the nervous system and reduces the ability to transpa transport pain signals, which is like why they use that in labor for like pain. Got it. So I haven't used that yet because I don't really, I don't know. I don't have any place that I feel like I would need to put it on. Right. Which um, is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No, no one likes is. to be in pain. Yeah. So I just, I've been doing that and then, I try and do, I try and do it in the morning for a couple minutes. Um, and I do, I do a different setting in the morning. I will either do the one that has like all the frequencies mixed in, or I'll do like um, PEMP four and five, which is like improved memory and alertness. And it's really interesting because two days in a row, I did the one that had all of the frequencies and I definitely actually felt like I could go to bed after that. And I was like, huh. I shouldn't have done that in the morning. Cause now I need to get up and go about my day. Now you're not, yeah. You're like nice and relaxed and in, yeah. your, in your Zen. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, maybe, maybe I'll only do those at nighttime. And so but Landon will sit with me on the couch in the morning. So I, I don't do that one very long because, like, kids 
can't do like the pimp for very long. I think max is like 15 minutes. So yeah, um, he'll sit on it with me, but I do um, like, he loves the red light. He, he, I think he probably thinks he's like sitting on some like a transportation device or something. <laughs> I know. I was like, he probably thinks spaceship or something. Yeah. He's literally just all about it. Um, That's so cute. that part I'm not he's, worried about. He's going to be set up for success as he gets older <laughs> between oh. having red light therapy as a kid and algae. Like he's just going to be golden. Yeah, he's got the things, he's got the support. I hope so. I also, like, you know, I was able to get pregnant with him because I did so much support on my hormones. But, like, the more you learn, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, um, the more you learn, I'm just like, sorry, I probably, like, passed all my heavy metals on to you, child. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, That's okay. You're doing something about it now. Yeah, you you live and you learn. And I think the biggest thing is just, like, control what you can control and let go of the Yeah. Because I can't go back in time and change anything. Um, mm-hmm. And you honestly never know what's going to happen. I this I had someone, they're like, I don't want to live to 100, so, like, why would I basically, like, do these things for my health? I'm like, well, I don't necessarily think I'm going to live to 100 either it's about the quality of life while I am living is what I am going after yeah and I like just talking about quality of life I feel like I have such a higher quality of life than most other 30 something year olds you know like because you're so old Caitlin I'm so old and like a fossil (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's crazy. I was just talking to one of my friends about it. Like, she just turned 33. I'll be 33 in a few months. And it's just like, it's fine. Like, I don't mind that I'm getting older because I feel like my quality of life is pretty high. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like, not that 33 is old, but I don't feel like I'm 33. Honestly, I still feel like I'm a 20 something year old, but like the maturity of a 30 year old. There we go. Yeah. I yeah. 100% agree with that. Um, Mentally, I'm in my 30s. Physically, I feel like I'm in my 20s. Yes. I am permanently 25 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but not doing the things I was doing when I was 25 years old. Because <laughs> that um, was not a very high quality of life. This is true. Well, when I was 25... What was I doing when I was 25? I was basically starting everything when I was 25, but I was like this lost little puppy. I was like, you know, that was the beginning of like me going off Pinterest and being like, how do you get rid of bloating? Um, Right. Googling what causes fibroadenomas? How do you get rid of them? How do you get rid of dominance? So yeah, think back. You're just like how to lose how to lose belly workouts to lose belly fat or like something like that. Like thinking you could spot treat and all that stuff. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. Like I mean it's it's not, but it's just crazy. Right. And everything has changed like so much. Where it's like now I mean I would get so excited 
to get something that organizes my house or some type of like weird health thing. Like I get excited mm-hmm. to buy supplements. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, oh my, I'm so excited. I know. It's like there's like that reel or that trend going around. That's like my husband boyfriend doesn't need to worry about me spending money on. <laughs> like I don't know boozy things but it's the supplements the skincare the non-toxic yes. living that he'll need to worry about <laughs> and 100%, it's so true 100 percent. as we like are gonna watch a, a movie and I'm like let's sit on the pimp mat <laughs> right <laughs> anytime Dylan has a stomach ache or something I'm like oh do you want some peppermint oil in your belly button he's like get away from me <laughs> But then he's like, fine, give me the peppermint oil. It's so true. When they start feeling a difference, like, it's so funny. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the one thing I do love about knowing this, like, as I have kids, is Landon literally goes, I have a stuffy nose. Mom, I need a remedy. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Like, I have my remedy, and when he had an itch, like a mosquito bite, he comes over. He goes, "A mosquito bit me. I need my itch cream." Oh, <laughs> um, so cute. And I it's, love I it. Love, it's so nice that, like, I don't know. I just, I like I said, quality of life is so much better. And you know, I see people's like kids getting sick all of the time, and you know, mm-hmm. um. My kids do get sick. I'm not saying they don't get sick. And we also aren't in school right now, so that's a very massive difference. But, like, knowing, like, having a medicine cabinet for them is so so crucial because it's like, you know, if you don't catch things before it turns into an ear infection and then you have to go on antibiotics and then, you know, then you just ruined your gut terrain and now you're going to get all of the rest of the sicknesses and it just keeps spiraling. Yeah. That's that's something that I am really, really, really grateful for is to, like, have, like, an arsenal. <laughs> Literally, I have, like, a whole apothecary. Um, right. Of, like, good quality things that are actually going to support the system and not break it down. Yeah. I think it's I, when I We moved to Colorado when I was five, and when I was six, So just after we moved out here, I had strep throat once a month for five months straight. And they said, okay, she gets it one more time. We'll take out her tonsils. And then I didn't get it again until I was much older. But I just think about times like that. Like I was sick all the time as a kid. I had asthma. I had Mm -hmm. all the allergies. You know, I had strep throat all the time. And just thinking about how often I was on antibiotics. And then I was on birth control for 13 years, which wrecks your gut. I'm right. just like, wow, it's no wonder that, like, I still feel like sometimes I have some gut issues, even though I've been doing so much work on it. Like, all that yeah. stuff just adds up. And it's like, you know, I feel like just back then in the 90s, they didn't, they didn't know this information and what we know now especially with how accessible social media is and like being able to find information like it's just crazy how how much has changed in that world since we were kids it is I do have to say I think that like the blessing of social media is that um it does give people 
like this access to see things mm-hmm. like that they didn't mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like social media has just um, raised everybody's fear levels and yeah. like knowledge flooding for lack of a better term. Um, like I feel like in what other time would you, you know, you pick up your phone to answer somebody's message or you go on your phone because your friend DM'd you. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, you should fear X, Y, Z, or mm-hmm. I feel like every holistic mom's group, which like, I actually just need to leave them all. They're all just so toxic. They are. They're so fear mongering. They're just yeah. some new substance. And it's like, I am completely non-toxic. And then, oh my gosh, I figured out the one sippy cup that I use has issues and I'm just panicking and I need to, you know, it's like the salt I've been like, using is killing me. And it's like, okay, our job is to reduce our toxic intake to, you know, support our bodies, do all of these things. But like, I, you know, with that, like, I feel like our toxic intake, it's never going to be at zero. Never. It's not. No. Especially because you cannot control the environment. I mean, maybe to an extent, like maybe don't live in the city, you know, if you don't want to be around a lot of pollution or stuff, but you're still going to be around other toxins, no matter where you are. It's so true. So, I agree. Yeah. Slightly like off topic, but can you hear my walking pad while we're talking? No. Okay. Awesome. I don't think so. No. I can't. Oh, that's good. Hopefully the recording can't either. Um, yeah. Unless you live in like a little bubble with like on a different planet, you'll never be in a non-toxic world. Like in, you're always going to have toxins. And I, you just have to do your best to reduce the toxic intake. And that's where I think it's like, for example, phones, like phones are toxic, but like Mm -hmm. we do the best we can. I keep my Bluetooth off. We turn it on airplane mode, you know, like, yeah, Wi-Fi off at night, like, you know, all these types of things, but like, and that's where I think like social media with information overload, that's the word I'm looking for, where people yeah. have all this information dumping on them all the time. And it's so stressful. And you, you, and then you just think you're doing everything wrong mm-hmm. and you just have no idea, especially with today's day and age and all of like the fear mongering things that are always going out and. Yeah. I mean, there's also, there's people out there that are saying water is bad for you. Fruit is bad for you. Vegetables are bad for you. And it's like, what, then what on earth am I supposed to eat and drink? You know, but in reality, those things are not bad for you. Oh, no. Well, there's the water and then (laughs) um, the other, what was the other one? Oh, you can't have any fiber. Fiber is so bad for you. That's yeah. what causes you to be sick. No, it's not the fiber. It's the animal protein. That's what's causing you to be sick. And it's just like. Just kidding. <sighs> it's not the protein. It's the seed oils or the, uh, yeah. I don't know, like you everything. You can't eat <laughs> almonds. You can't ever eat almonds anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the people that are like, you should eat 
orange juice and or eat dates and drink orange juice because it's going to boost your metabolism. And it's like, yeah. Oh, or like just, coffee and a banana is the perfect breakfast. Yeah. Um, in what world? Not ours. <laughs> and I think that's where you also need to just come back to your intuition, like, and listen to your mm-hmm. gut. Like if it sounds utterly ridiculous, it probably is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And also, like, wildly restrictive, as in, like, you'll never eat fiber ever again. It's like, mm-hmm. well, um, okay. The, what about then you're not going to have, yeah, you're going to be restricting a ton of foods if you think you can't have fiber ever again. And yeah. that's not sustainable. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's all crazy. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then people get overly stressed. I was talking about, or not talking about, I was talking to this naturopathic doctor this morning. And we were talking about um, uh, coming off of birth control and not her, just like in general. In general. And she was saying that she, since 2020, she has never ever had so many clients that need adrenal support she's like we have measured the statistics where it was like under 50 and now it's Mm -hmm. 85 percent of people need it dang she's like we just live in this fear-based society now where it's like yeah people are stressing out (laughs) yeah and it's like she's you know your adrenals you know, make hormones and especially menopause, like they're, they're what's making your progesterone at that point, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's wild to yeah. me. And I think, well, and people, too strict. yeah, too strict. And people just, I feel like we, a lot of people don't manage their stress, like taking something every single day mm-hmm. to just have for themselves. Um, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, they're working a lot, they're taking care of kids and whatever, and they just forget to take care of themselves. And then it comes out in hormone issues and mental health issues and even physical health issues. And, you know, we're never going to live in a stress-free world. There's always going to be something going on. There's always going to be something stressful happening, but it's, that's, like those statistics show how important it is to do one thing every single day for stress management if mm-hmm. you want to be healthy or healthier. 100%. And the other thing, this is like, I think my biggest pet peeve is that you have to learn to flex your discipline muscle. You have mm-hmm. to. Because, like, Absolutely. you are never going to be 100% motivated to do all of the things. And I think when you, like, blood sugar balance is, like, the perfect example, right? You will Mm -hmm. have all of the cravings in the world when your blood sugar isn't balanced. But when you can understand how to balance your blood sugar and know that you need to do it even when you do not want to is going to make your quality of life so much better. And it's like, Mm -hmm. do I always want to balance my blood sugar? No, you know, and it's, but it's like flexing that discipline muscle because if you keep your routine, 
your routine will keep you. I think my mom did yeah. that into my head when I was little. Yeah. No, and absolutely. It's so important. It's like last night I we got ice cream this weekend and I had some left over, and yeah. I wanted it, so I ate it after dinner, like right after yeah. my meal, and I was fine. I felt fine, and I also because I did it that way, I didn't feel like I needed to eat the whole container, which is this night and day difference from yeah. five years ago when I used to eat. Like, I would just want to eat the whole container of ice cream, and there was, like, no stopping me. But when I bounce my blood sugar, I'm like, wow, okay, I actually don't need this whole container, and I feel better afterwards. I had my ice cream, and I can move on with my life. I didn't restrict myself. And I, yeah, it's totally worth it to flex that discipline muscle with so many things in life. So yeah, many things. So, and the thing is, flexing the discipline muscle isn't necessarily easy. Like, you literally have Mm-mm. to practice it because I feel like, you know, when everything is going good and you've got all of your ducks in a row, and then let's say you just don't get to bed on time one day, and then that screws up your morning routine and your sleep routine, and then, you know, your cortisol was off because we didn't sleep very well. And so then mm-hmm. your blood sugar is going to be off and leptin's going to be off and you have all these cravings. And then all of a sudden, you know, you wake up different than you typically do. So you don't eat your balanced blood sugar breakfast and things just keep spiraling. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, you're at the end of the week and it's like, it's just been a week and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, we need to learn and life happens. Like, don't get me wrong. Life happens. But like, yeah. you have to learn to stop it. And it's tracks. Like, we had a bad night. Great. We need to get up, and we need to know that our breakfast is so much more important because we didn't sleep well. Yeah. That was Instead me yesterday. Of, like, using it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I didn't. It's, like, just because one tire gets slashed doesn't mean you slash the other three. Yeah. I agree. But also at the same time, so this comes back to, like, feel like so much nervous system is why do we self-sabotage you know like Mm -hmm. logically everyone's probably nodding with us and like well Dahlia I wouldn't slash my other three tires but like we do that all the time (laughs) you know it's like you eat a cookie and then you're like now I might as well eat the whole jar of cookies yep or well I didn't sleep last night and I'm just gonna have this cookie for breakfast and then all of a sudden all your meals are just snacks instead of full meals or like I'm running late I didn't have time to pack my lunch so I'm just gonna go the easy route you know when Mm -hmm. those are the times it's like you said it's more important to take care of yourself so that you don't flash those other tires yeah I think that really does come back to, like, your nervous system and your stress, though, mm -hmm. because it's, like, I feel like we, you self-sabotage, and myself included, because, again, I think we talk about this in one of HRP calls, where it's, like, our capacity was comfortable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever we're doing, let's say, for our health journey, like, you have, um done something for like five weeks before and you've been consistent or you've lost 10 pounds before you know how to do that you're comfortable with that but when you let's say reach week six 
you've never done six weeks in a row before. And it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. or you've never lost more than 10 pounds before. So Mm -hmm. as you head into that new territory, it's uncomfortable. And then our brain, you know, we take the path of least resistance. And, you know, I think there's so many things you could dive into here. Like, do you not feel worthy of reaching these goals? Do you feel like it's not sustainable for you? Do you don't deserve it for whatever reason? Or Mm -hmm. literally, you're stepping into something you've never done before. And so it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And so subconsciously, we just wreck it for ourselves because that is something we're comfortable with. We have wrecked things for ourselves before. So that's Mm -hmm. literally. You almost have to, yeah, you have to retrain your thoughts and your brain to know that, like, no, this is the new normal. I can go six seven, eight weeks. Like I did, I don't always give up at six weeks, you know, like, and that yeah. takes a lot of effort too. And it's hard. It's not easy at all, but no. by staying consistent and like taking care of yourself, even when it's difficult, that's how you prove to yourself that you can do it, that you can do six weeks. You can do seven weeks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You just have to yeah, like I said, rewire your thoughts and like retrain your brain on no, this is this is how it is now. We yeah. take care of ourselves even more when we don't get enough sleep. We balance our blood sugar even when we don't want to, even when we're out with friends or out to eat. Like, you know, you just got to figure out, I guess, what your uh, non-negotiables are. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know where I heard this, but never quit when things are hard is really Mm -hmm. something I live by because like when things are hard for whatever season, it's so easy to just be like, I'm done. But I think we can come at it with a little bit more rationale when things are going well. Mm -hmm. And I see this all the time when I'll get like an epistle message from somebody in Voxer. And like one of our clients is like, blah, 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 like, all these things are going wrong. I'm having a panic. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And if you just, like, sit back, ask some pointing questions, like, calm our body down, get some action steps for the next day, and then give Mm -hmm. it, like, three days and reevaluate. They're like, yeah, that really wasn't a big deal. It was just, like, no, this is exactly what I still want to continue doing. It's just, yeah it was a bad day or whatever. And that's where your support system is your life support. Like it literally Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And that's why it's nice to like, like you and I, our friendship, like we have that hormone conscious friendship where it's like, we can help keep each other accountable and on track. And, you know, I know both like your husband, my boyfriend, they're kind Mm -hmm. of the same way. So it's like, it's just, it's really important to surround yourself with people who know what you're doing, know what your goals are, and that you can talk about it with. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun having a hormone happy friend. <laughs> I'll it say. Really is. Also to like bounce thoughts off and ideas off. Cause sometimes like, I don't know, you, something may crop up and you think it's the end of the world. <laughs> and I'll be mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, this is what's going on. And you're like, yeah. well, it's probably because of this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Right. It's nice to have other eyes on the situation, too. Yeah. Because then it's like, yeah, especially when it's yourself. Like, it's really hard to coach yourself. 
that's why it's mm-hmm. nice to have friends to like kind of walk you through it. One like, million percent. I literally, <laughs> I have to have somebody else look at my labs. Like mm-hmm. I look at them and then I have somebody else and I'm like, this is what my, this is what I'm giving myself as my protocol. <laughs> and they're because, like, uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, I feel like it's easy to like, I don't know, mm-hmm. not get that bird's eye view with your own health. Yeah. And another thought just to bounce off of, you know, we were talking about struggling. Um, So I do guided runs through the Nike Run Club app. Love them. Coach Bennett. Awesome. Yesterday on my run, which was like a huge suck fest. It was awful. But he was talking about how struggling is not failure. Struggling is successfully not giving up. Like we don't need to get down on ourselves. Uh, when things are hard, when we feel like we're struggling, you almost need to celebrate the struggle, celebrate the hard things, because that shows that you are not giving up. And I was just like, wow, that is such a good point. Like, just because something's hard, or you're struggling at it, you're still going, you're still pushing through. It's when you throw in that towel and just give up. That's when it's like, okay, that's not going to serve you in the long run. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. A, I really like that. That's kind of similar to like yeah. what the Walk Easy app was. Except mm-hmm. for that was just walking. Um, but yeah. it was like similar. And now I'm like, oh, for running, maybe I need that one. Because yeah. I had a couple runs, like same with you. It's the, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it was the second time I ever ran over three miles. Mm-hmm. And typically, like, my first half mile can be hard if you're warming up, and then the rest, mm-hmm. you know, you've got it. But, like, the entire three miles was horrible. Like, it was yeah. it was so hard. And I literally got back, and I just sat down. And <laughs> Seb was like, good job, you did it. And I was like, that was insane. Like, that whole run. That's, oh, so that's exactly hard. me and Dallin yesterday. <laughs> It was he was like, beautiful. yeah, but you did it. <laughs> I'm like, but oh. I'm dead. I just, my legs hurt, my lungs hurt. And uh-huh. it and was, it doesn't get easier. Like, that was totally me yesterday. I was just like, my legs felt so heavy. And I was just waiting for, like, okay, I was like, maybe after a mile, they'll get lighter and this will be easier. <sighs> nope. Never did. I'm like, what on earth? That was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I haven't had a run like that this whole training time. So it was very humbling. (laughs) It is, but it also, like, you can do hard things. Because I finished, like, that Mm -hmm. entire run, I was telling myself, like, if you can do two miles, you can do anything. Yeah. Like, make it to the next tree. Make it to the next right. tree. <laughs> that was like, okay, I made it one mile. Just make it one more. And then after that, I was yeah. like, okay, only one more left. Oh, oh my We have yeah. to run, though, because we have to hop on that other call. I know. I was just looking at the time. Okay. Well, I'll cool. see you in a second. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.